last time on Fate's Rest, our adventurers had wandered into a room, where, or had made their way into a room where a bunch of uh, cages had been sitting. This room looks like it's in underneath, inside a cavern, where uh, a building and a cavern kind of met together. Like, the building kind of just faded into the cavern or whatever. And uh, there's a bunch of empty cages on one side, and then on the far side, there's a few. Ca there's five or six cages with children that are crying. Uh, there are um, each of the cardinal points of the room. There are uh, doors that lead into this this room here, and then the dead center is about two foot high, a small pink glowing sapling, and it kind of, it seems to be shimmering different colors of uh, of the rainbow. Uh, as we as we entered the room, Yulbeen was making her way to the cages. Yeah, I gotta go save those babies. Mm -hmm. Um, I would like to survey the room for any sort of traps or like I don't know something that might be yeah, watching the cages. That's like Zug's thought as well. Sorts. Try to figure out what's actually watching around here. Because just leave them in the open doesn't make sense. Investigations. Investigations. Both investigations work. So yes, I can give mine. Uh, Zug's got an 18. Okay, that's an 11 from me. Alright. Well, uh, both of you, as you look around, doesn't, doesn't look like there's anything per se... Uh, watching the children in the room As, other than the cages and the tree there's nothing else really in the room uh, one of the doors to the direct north directly in front of the way you walked in is open the other two are closed other than that it's pretty much just an old abandoned uh, cavernous room nothing out of the ordinary other than the cages is, that that? is it dark the just, dim light. You said a door on the other side of the room. Okay. Um, I guess Zug would want to make sure that that's either closed, locked, or whatever. You know, kind of go investigate that door, make sure there's not something waiting behind it. Yeah. Uh, uh, when you approach the door, uh, like I said, it's open. And it opens into a, a, a very dimly lit hallway. At the very end of the hallway, you can see a couple of torches on either side that light up another doorway that is closed. That's a long doorway, torches on the other side that light it up. So he's kind of going to look around, look back at everybody in the room. Uh, we got torches down the hallway, so maybe somebody's here active if they're lit. Uh, okay. You'll be a little bit busy uh, with uh, investigating these cages and seeing if there's a key or if she's just gonna have to break them open <laughs> all right well uh give me an investigation for the cages oh i forgot my girl has the worst stats for this <laughs> okay so that's a natural 19 and so that's a 17 a 17 oof <laughs> <laughs> So as you check out these uh, these cages, you notice that they're kind of uh, they can't be opened from the inside, but they're relatively easily unlatched from the outside. Uh, it's a large uh, like like a lever that just opens each one, and um, the uh, as you look around them, you'll notice that these are uh, a bunch of these kids that are in here are the ones that were reported missing, as well as the ones that the uh, bakery owner told y'all about and then there's one that uh is doesn't look like it has it wasn't described in any way to y'all and is a male that is a uh, tiefling a blue blue skin tiefling curled up in like the fetal position in the furthest cage from the center hmm. okay seeing that um you'll be is with cages that have the kids and like helping them out i'd like to go over to the empty cages uh -huh. um and see if i can't figure out how recently they were used uh, right so like uh, if they're 
is potentially, you know, more living children further down these caverns, like, and we need to investigate more, or if these are probably the only kids here and we can skedaddle. That's basically my point here. Alright, uh, uh, you know, you have to roll for this. So as you get close to the cages and you look inside and investigate them, uh, you'll notice that a bunch of these either have cobwebs in them or um, what look like uh, uh, broken bits of plates and cups and stuff. So they haven't been used in a while. Okay, cool. Um, in that case, I'm going to go over and uh, assist Yolby. However, I'm letting her take the lead here. So. Yeah, you'll be using like gentle tones. Like you, you've seen her be, be boisterous, but this is like a sure everything's okay. I'm gonna open these up. We're just gonna be quiet so we don't make anybody come. And she'll like go through and do the levers or whatever on these things. Yeah, as you open each cage. The children slowly uh, start to realize that someone's there because uh, how dark the room is. Uh, most of these kids are, there's a couple of them that can see because they're uh, not of human race, but uh, a lot of them are human for the most part, and they can't really see in the dark. So as you start opening these cages and seeing someone there, to, uh, someone there, they uh, they begin to like uh, freak out and be a little bit loud. But as you start calming them down and uh, pulling them out of the cages and checking on them they all it's like they all stabilize a little bit they're there's you could tell they're still scared and there's some of them are still sobbing but they seem to be uh they seem to be fine for the most part no no injuries nothing like that uh, what okay. you will notice is that the main child you are looking for is still missing mm. the bartender's bar, bar owner's child is still missing her name was faith Faith, yes. One of those two. Uh, for, I guess, point of order, if they were crying about it, uh, about like just being surprised and whatever, Yulby would use her dancing lights and give them each like an orb that kind of look kind of fairy shaped. I'm thinking like Navi yeah. with little wings and kind of whatnot. Be cute. Yeah. Um, and she'll create up to depending on which kids needed it um, but then she'll look back to the party and be like I don't see her gonna look around and then look to the kids um, and is there a kid here that looks relatively calm so uh, as you're as you're taking over the kids, you'll notice that so you open six cages, but only five kids are standing in front of you. Uh, the male uh, tiefling did not come out of his cage. He's still kind of sitting in the back of his cage, and he doesn't. He's not crying, or he's just kind of sitting there in the fetal position. Okay. Um, I mean, Callie's gonna look at him, but, like, he's not the one that she wants to talk to right now because he's not the one that's calmest since he's not even coming out of the cage yet. So, <laughs> she's gonna pick whatever of the remaining kids seems to most have their wits about them and just ask if they've seen a, uh, a satyr. And, uh, the, uh, of the group that's standing there, the oldest, uh, the oldest of the group, uh, she's a young, uh, a young Leonin girl, and she's kind of standing there. She's the only one without the little fairy light, and she's standing there. She's like, "You mean Faith?" She nods. They, they took her deeper inside. And then uh, she goes and uh, forcefully pulls the uh, the little boy tiefling out of the cage and has him come with the group in the light. She asks, "Is is it safe to to leave?" Well, there wasn't anything before us, but 
there is getting close to evening outside and there were quite a few odd creatures along the way I wouldn't really recommend on your own then we I don't we've been stuck in these cages for a few days weeks I've lost track of time um, is there anything uh, anything we can do to uh, help you guys and or maybe find a place to hide until until it's safe to leave because I don't know what's gonna happen if these people come back you'll be looks to you'll be um we can protect them? She looks to the group just to make sure, like, hey, do you want kids following so, us? So, I guess while they're looking at, kind of, just, um, trying to figure out what's going on, Zug's gonna kind of step back, she'll keep his eye out down that hallway, see if that, just in case that door's gonna open up, and he's, uh, walk over. Uh, we could send them up to the stick sprite upstairs, pretty sure it can figure out what to do with kids since they protect them. He would be a good guardian. Well, until someone threw a rock at him. He's not exactly the most powerful guardian we could give them. But he could help them find a place to hide. Yeah, or generally they have some sort of magic for themselves, so they could maybe take them out of the situation. I don't know all their powers exactly, but I do know that they do sort of favor uh, protection like that. So as y'all are talking about the twig bl- or the twig twigman, uh, the little uh, little tiefling boy kind of like perks up a little bit and he says uh, he says Sprout is alive? He's he's still alive? He got into a fight with these these monsters and I didn't know and uh, he says, where, where is he? Uh, he so seems to be I super excited did, about this. We go over with them what is actually keeping them down here. Like, do we know who we're supposed to be looking for now? I mean, that's my right. big question would be no. what, what exactly is keeping them down here? Like, who is taking kids deeper and whatever else they're doing? looks to the Leonin girl and just do you think you could tell us anything about how you got down here and uh, who took Faith? Uh, and she like, like uh, kind of like racks her head a little bit trying to trying to remember. They were they were in robes that have a picture of the great the great cherry blossom on the back and uh, she kind of like she winces a little bit in pain as if it's hard to remember and it there's one in particular um, he wears a red cloak and has like a, a crown of thorns he, he's the one who took faith uh, elf orc kind of what are we looking at there he, okay, so he humans and human. robes with the tree uh, we could take them up to the twig I guess Sprout's his name uh, get him up there and we can come back down here and continue on At least find a hiding place in the rubble so we can take them back ourselves. Well, I don't think we should get too far from here because if they come back, find out everything's missing, they could very easily disappear. And then we can't figure out what they're doing or why, or who for that matter, so we can stop them from doing this in the future. Point of order, I thought we were in a building where 
Twigman couldn't get past, but there is rubble and space up we, there, kind of. We weren't yeah. going too far. Well, I was just, it's just saying we don't want to leave the building, so yes, yeah. take them up there, sure, but don't want to go too far away in case somebody is actually down there and they find out that everything's missing. Gonna look at the um, tiefling boy that we don't recognize. Uh, what are his eyes like? So, uh, unlike the others, his eyes are actually green. He doesn't have the yellow or orange eyes like the rest of them, but they are still like a starburst color. Okay, so they are still so they're fancy. Like a... They're just green colored fancy. Yeah. Cool. I'm gonna look at him and just. Um, what is your name? My, my name is, is Lyle. Lyle? Yes. Um, how long have you been here? I know Since... it's hard to remember time, but before the others or around the same time as the others arrived? I, I was brought down here when they tried to bring the satyr girl down here I tried to stop them me and Sprout tried to stop them but it we weren't strong enough it was brave of you to try though you'll be nuts we we we're the we, we tried to I guess fight with plant magic? I don't know how Sprout's magic works, but uh, <laughs> it summoned a bunch of monsters and they kind of killed everything. But they still weren't strong enough. You'll be will nod and be like, yeah, we should not let them get past the, leave the building and we'll help them out after we go get, um, faith. And, uh, the leaning girl, the, the oldest of the group, she's like, if there's a, a safe passage back, I can take them to a, another, a safer location if that is... What is needed. I just need my sword. I guess. I don't know if we're going to find your sword anytime soon. I see. Um, but you can, uh, you can have this. And she'll offer a dagger. She she takes it and swings it a couple times, and this this will do fine. I can protect the young ones with this. Hopefully, it wouldn't it won't come to that. Um, let's bring you upstairs. There's some rubble there that you can uh, conceal yourselves and and wait for us, and we'll be back soon. And they, she kind of nods and ushers the children uh, to start following y'all. Mm -hmm. Cool. I would like to escort them back up to where we left the twig. All right. To then find places in the rubble for them to hang out. Yep. If any of them are small and frail and fragile, you'll be able to just scoop them up and carry them um, out that way. If not. Then so Zug would uh, uh, question for point of order the thing when they go up there to the top. Um, how f would they be within, say, 120 feet of the doorway? Uh, I would say uh, from the inside. I would say after you get them out into the um, the ruined staircase or the rubble that that you go downwards. You're probably about a hundred. Okay, so, anyway, so um, yeah. Sug would stay to watch the door, 
and if anything goes wrong, um, he can message um, probably probably Callie. Good choice. <laughs> it's probably a good choice. Nothing against Yulby, but bless her heart. She tried so hard. <laughs> Talking in her head might just go wrong. So he's gonna, he's gonna stay watch. <laughs> She's like, man, my thoughts are awfully loud and zug like today. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um. When they drop off the kids, though, you'll be able to reassure them. Like, once I walk away at a certain distance, the lights will disappear. Just so you know. But it'll be okay. They, they kind of nod and uh, huddle down into their little, their little safe spot. We'll be back before you know it. Zug, you're still in the room with the, uh, right. with the plant, correct? Mm-hmm. But Zug's Zug would, at the bottom. Zug would be as far as he could to make sure nothing's coming out from deeper inside the building and still be able to maintain contact. Okay, so yeah, you're at the very edge of the doorway. I need you to roll perception a perception check. On this is based well, on I don't hearing. Get specific advantage for anything on hearing. So I don't need it because that's a twenty-two uh, natural twenty. <laughs> All right, that's perfect. So, as as the children left the room and the room became really quiet and still, the uh, you begin to hear a it's like a, a light humming noise, like it's a, a, a slight melody, and it is coming from the plant. I one hundred percent want to detect magic. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure, go for it. <laughs> And uh, as you as you detect magic, the uh, this this plant it, when you look at it, it's like pulsating this uh, dark purple light as it as it slowly spreads out and fills the room. Dark purple light. Would I know anything for magics based on dark purple lights? So purple you will know is a uh, type of illusion magic. It's a special type of illusion magic. And that's all you know. You hear that? Callie is purple. <laughs> She's an illusion. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, where Yulby's actual smarts went. <laughs> Before leaving the children alone, I just wanted the last note to them was to tell them that if they hear anyone coming to hide, like even if they think this person is a friend, like just stay and wait for us. Oh, they 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 agree. They're like, uh, the leaning girl says, yes, we will stay as hidden as possible. She seems, now that she has a dagger in her hand, she seems a little bit more sure of herself and isn't as shaky or as scared as before. Um, so I know the Leonin's like a little older, like fifteen-ish, right? She's seventeen. She's the oldest of the group, right? Mm. Um, and there was another one that was like fifteen. Yeah. There are two different ones. That There's are 15 three of them that are fifteen. Okay. Uh, a set of twins and uh, Faith. Cool, but Faith isn't here. Yeah. How old does the Correct. tiefling boy look? Uh, he, he doesn't look much older than 12. He's really young. Okay. Well, I was hoping to give my other dagger to whoever looked the oldest, but all the rest of them look about the same age, so I'm just going to give it to the Leonin girl. <laughs> and, do a wield. Yeah, and basically either she can do a wield or she can give it to whoever seems most capable. Um, kind of putting her in charge right now. She's 17. She's almost an adult. She's got this. I believe in her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and Callie doesn't really need her daggers to be on her person most of the time since she uses magic. So. 
That'd be this okay. Is, this is very fair. Back down. Clickety clank. Heading back down. Clank, 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 so clank. So when they get back down, uh, Zog would look over to Callie and just be like, So, what do you know of different illusion magics? Because that tree is pulsing out a lot of it. May I please roll Arcana to know more about this? You sure can. Thank you. That's a whopping 12. <sighs> a whopping 12. You'll know that uh, purple illusion magic is uh, source magic. It's like the source of illusion magic. Whereas um, it's essentially illusion magic at its purest. And that's, that's all you get from the 12. Well, I... Illusion magic, huh? I, I don't... I don't specialize in illusions, so I don't know a, a lot about it, but I do know that um, the most purest, pure illusion magic will um, appear to be purple when under the effects of detecting magic spells. So, uh, magic from from the source, like the the strongest, most pure form of it. Yeah, I don't... I also don't like illusions. I prefer more direct action with magic. But that is what we're looking at with this tree. So, I'm not exactly sure what that means. Do we want to head down that hall for the door now? Does seem the obvious way forward. Uh, yep. You have to find the, the satyr girl... Uh, yeah. Do we want yes. to send our yep. drow battering ram through the door first? <laughs> of well, course I'll go first! <laughs> she'll start going. <laughs> I don't know that I would call her a battering ram, but uh, I suppose the metaphor stands for itself. <laughs> oh, it was a nickname back in the arena. That's fine. <laughs> all right and uh as you as you leave the room and towards the uh, end of the hallway where this closed door is uh the the melody that was playing from this uh tree gets louder as you get closer to the door but it still seems to be emanating from the room behind you and then as the uh as the door opens when you get close to it the melody stops I'll whisper back. Why is the tree singing? Or have I lost my marbles too? I think it's very likely that it's an illusion. Okay. Go through the door. <laughs> Alright. Uh, once you enter the door, give me a perception check. Okay. I wish her luck. That will be a 19. A 19. So as you enter the room, you are... You, it, it brightens up a lot as you enter the room. And uh, it almost to the point where it nearly blinds you. But you are able to sh shield your eyes and are able to make out the layout of the room. Uh, up on an altar just ahead lies the Seder girl. And is surrounded by uh, two figures in black hooded robes and then one figure in the red cloak with the thorn of crowns and they seem to be chanting something so they haven't noticed us they have not at least what i think look back at the other two like, she's there <laughs> so let's go i get know her. what zug wants to do but i have a feeling it's a really bad idea if he doesn't stop Yulby, she's about to charge. You see that spark <laughs> in her eye. Snowball <laughs> well, right think down Zog my would head. Definitely, you know, reach out to kind of grab her shoulder, <laughs> like give her the one second, you know, motion. Oh yeah, she was in like halfway in the middle of grabbing that 
what I think great axe I have. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, big two-handed axe. Yep. Battle axe. Sorry, wrong one. That's only a one target. So, yeah. I guess the question is. How far away are they, and can I angle something to not harm the satyr girl in the middle? Uh, I'd say they're roughly 60 feet away in this auditorium-like room. And depending on what you what you do, you could angle stuff to not hit the satyr Never mind, that's a cone. It wouldn't work that way. <laughs> 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 um, so I guess he's going to look at everybody here and says uh, which one should I uh, hit try to make them frightened try to yeah, make them I frightened make them fear me if I um. if I get them with the direct spell Perhaps we should target the leader, or the supposed leader, the one in red. The different. I one. mean, the leader is probably the more powerful one, but that might be a good strategy. Well, if we target a different one, the leader will likely tell the others to attack us anyway. <laughs> okay. So I guess I'm targeting the leader. <laughs> Uh, so right. I'm going to tell them uh, to do your thing. get in position for what they're going to do, and Zug will uh, cast his uh, Cause Fear spell. Oh. Yulby's going to look Callie right. um, up and down one second, be like, you're soft, and then she'll <laughs> cast Shield of Face on top of Callie. <laughs> You're squishy. Here. Yep. <laughs> You're squishy. Right, she says the, somebody uh, who's not thing. as squishy as Zug. <laughs> Remind me again what. Uh, cause Fear is cause a fear wisdom of 13 save. Um, I just awaken the sense of uh, mortality in one creature within range. Um, construct or undead are immune. Uh, they must succeed Wisdom saving throw or become frightened of me until the spell ends. The frightened creature can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns, ending the effect on itself in, on a success. So it will uh, cause them to be frightened of me. Of course well, he did. He passed. By one. Um, may I also cast a spell? You sure can. During this kind of surprise round? Yes. Um, so I'm still trying to figure out exactly where everyone's positioned, but I want to know if I can cast an AOE spell that would encompass the three of them, but not encompass the child. So they're in. They are surrounding her. She's like laying on like this stone pedestal altar. Mm -hmm. And if it targets their feet, it would work. If it targets anything else, she'll get hit too. Okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um. Okay, then I'm going to uh, I'm gonna hold mine for just a second until they move out from directly surrounding her. Um, but once they, once at least two of them are together and no longer surrounding her, like I guess approaching us or whatever, um, I would like to then cast sleep. All right. I have a you'll be big brain moment that I want to check in on. Alright. Is the child tied down? She does not appear to be tied down, though. But she is not moving. Cool. If I was able to get about 30 feet in front of the party for this surprise round and move, like, a full lot, I would like to go and scoop her up. Like, haha, nerds! <laughs> and then walk right through the space. <laughs> <laughs> Try to take her. We'll take attacks of opportunity as well if they get it. Alright. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and uh, tell you what. Uh, give me a 
since you're kind of sprinting there, give me an athletics check. Um, excellent at those. Watch, you brain too hard, and we'll fail it. No, that was wrong. 23. 23. Yeah, so uh, as you move this 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 distance and close in real quick, these the with the combination of the uh, the spell that as a cast it kind of catches them off guard and you're able to scoop this child up and are uh, as you go to move past, I need to see does a 6 or a 17 hit you? 17 will hit because Yubi didn't put her shield on. Okay. That is... Oh, it's this dice over here. And that's four damage. Gotcha. And then I need all of you to roll initiatives. Cool. I would like to just soft, friendly reminder that the moment they start giving chase, actually, the moment Yulby gets away from the center of them, they're no longer surrounding her. So I, my spell gets to go off. Ah. Alright. Do your thing. What's the? What do I need to know about that? Um, well, it's the sleep spell. And it's a 20 foot... Anyone within a 20 foot of a point you choose? So I'm going to choose the altar that the child was just on. So all three of them were surrounding it. So they should all be within 20 feet. Um, Alright. And... Sorry, just a second. D&D Beyond is being um, slow at me. It happens. Yeah, it does. D&D Beyond can be mean. Okay, I have to roll 5d8, and starting with the lowest um, hit points. Let's see. Um, Starting with the creature that has the lowest current hit points, each creature affected by the spell falls unconscious until the spell ends. So let me roll 5d8. That is 28. 28? Yeah. The uh, the two black cult the two black hooded cultists are asleep. Cool. Beautiful. I always prefer <laughs> my cultists to be asleep. <laughs> okay. What are the other initiatives there? Oh, uh, that will be a 13 for you'll be. Uh, Zog was an 11. Okay. Yeah, I saw that one. Cool. I like this new thing that they do on D&D. &D. Um, it's cool. I got a 6. Out of six. We have. We're, we're a group with a lot of initiatives. All right. Initiative. What is Callie's uh, uh, dexterity modifier? Plus three. Plus three. Okay, so she actually. All right. So first up in the order is the red cloaked figure, and after all of this surprise attacks and stuff, he uh, he stands and turns to towards the three of you, and he says, "What have we here? Three would-be heroes who are here to interrupt my work, and uh, for." The act of trespassing, I'm going to deal with you three the way I see fits. And he is going to cast the snide remark side of 
me was like, I have a remark for this. He is going to cast Sacred Flame at Yulby. Cool beans. And I need you to make a dexterity save, please. Man, I keep getting 19s today. Uh, that's going to be a dirty 20. Alright. Uh, you you passed. And then, uh, <laughs> after this misses, he will uh, go ahead and uh, shoot a crossbow bolt at... That's rude. <laughs> Does a 12 <sighs> hit? I really don't want to use a shield right now. So yes, it hits. 12 hits. I'm a, I'm a wizard. Really <laughs> <laughs> Alright. That's not much damage. Crossbow I'm a wizard. Uh, it's 3 damage. <laughs> That's three damage. <laughs> Dies in wizard. <laughs> I mean, that's almost a fifth of my uh, HP because I am a wizard. <laughs> Wizards are very fragile. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that's a lot. And that is the cult fanatic's turn. It is now Yulby's turn. Cool. Well, I'm going to put uh, Faith down, hopefully a safe distance away. Uh-huh. Um, and I guess I will throw a spear. Get in a range and throw a spear. Because I don't think I can get close enough. With how far I imagine she went with the child to put her down. <laughs> um, and I don't want to be up close just yet. Yeah. Uh, how close can I get? Because I know if I get within 20 feet of him, I won't have disadvantage on this throw. Well, well I mean, I'm going to say with uh, your current movement speed, after running that far, you can get within... To get to get the child out of the way, you had to move it. So you have twenty feet of movement after dropping the child off. So you can get back within, I'm gonna say, maybe 25, 20 feet. Okay, because I know with if I use it as a range, it's twenty sixty, and I'm pretty sure twenty is as normal, and sixty is when I have to roll at disadvantage. Yeah, anything anything sixty or pass is at disadvantage. Uh, okay. So just normal roll then. Yeah. Sweet. I'm just gonna chuck a spear at the guy, and I'm gonna see how well that goes. Not great. That's gonna be a ten. Yeah, it's not good enough. Nope. I'm just gonna get my shield out. <laughs> All right. And be ready to take a hit if needed. And that be you'll be started. Yep. Now is so, Zug's turn. Can Zug get within 15 feet of, I guess, this big cultist and his little peons without having you'll be in the cone? So that is what Zug is going yes. to do. Alright. You're going to wake up the So peons. our squishy spellcaster is going to rush the other spellcaster. Yes. And he's going to cast Burning Hands in his face. <laughs> oh. That is a Remind dexterity saving throw. And once again, 13. Damn. Well, um... Did he fail the save? Sweet. So he, he and I guess this. anyone else, like the, I guess the sleeping cultists are in the range, you're technically going to get hit by it too. Um, okay. They are not within range of that. Not if you're that close. So, oh, that's nice damage. That's two sixes, or two sixes and a four. So, 16 fire damage to his face. 
please. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> I would like not. that. <laughs> Doesn't his eyebrows are singed, the tips of his hair is on fire. Not his his crown of thorns is uh, kind of turned to ash and fell off to the side. Edges of his robes are all singed. He doesn't look he doesn't look too happy. Uh what else uh, are you gonna do? I'll is take that it? it. Okay, that's an interesting thing for me to have. Uh, yeah, I can't cast my mage armor or anything as a bonus action, so that will be it. I will just, I'll just roast right. him. And then next up, next up is our dear little Kelly. Um, she is a little quip to reply to his other thing, which technically it's only been a few seconds since he said it, even though had turns uh, which is for the act of kidnapping children and whatever other cultist activities you've been doing down here we'll deal with you as we see fit and she would then like to cast um we're gonna, we're gonna go ahead and cast frostbite on him he looks a little warm Ooh. Uh, that's a constitution save Oh, this guy's not good at that. What's he got to make? 14. Four, yeah, no, he failed. Beautiful. Um, so, you know, she's going to move up as far as she needs to, to to get him within 60 feet. I'm not entirely sure exactly where he is. Um, and then this stream of, or this uh, bolt of cold energy comes out of her hand and hits him, and he takes... Alright, well, it's only one damage, but he has disadvantage on the next weapon attack roll he makes before the end of his next turn. Oof. So, if he wants to use that crossbow again, it's going to be a little more difficult. Oof. And is that all Callie's got for us? Um, she will then move back again if she has any movement left yeah <laughs> that's acceptable next up are the two sleeping uh, boyos that are uh, passed out like they have been deprived of sleep for a thousand years and then uh, it's back to since they can't do anything it's back to our uh, head cultist here and he is going to uh try shaking off some of this this frost and singed clothing and all these ashes all over him and he's going to uh, cast what is a good thing to do here he is going to cast thaumaturgy on his two boys over here to wake them up Physically shaking them awake with some Great. some light tremors in the ground. There. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and he's gonna say, "Get up! You don't need to be sleeping now." And then it's gonna turn back to the group here, and after being set on fire and then frozen immediately afterwards, he is going to cast. That's the wrong thing. He is going to cast Sacred Flame once again. On who? And it's going to be on our uh, friend, dear friend, Callie. <laughs> and I need a deck save from Callie. That is a 16. 16. She passes. nice and that is his two actions and it is now Yulby's turn again 
Okay, Yopi's got her shield. She's bringing out her battle axe. She gonna come in and swipe at a guy. Swipe at a guy. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I'm pretty sure I have the movement to get to him. Yeah. Uh, that'll be a 14 to hit. We'll be one-handed with her axe. 14 to hit. Uh, who are you hitting? The leader dude. The leader dude? Yeah. Yeah, it hits. Sweet. That'll be a six damage. Six damage. Go ahead and roll me a 1d4 on top of that. That'll be a one. One. So as you connect with this, with your axe here, uh, it, uh, it, it cleaves away and uh, kind of uh, like causes him to fall over to the side. And as it connects, uh, uh, it, it feels like this this force of thunder comes out of it as it connects there mm -hmm. and uh, kind of pushes him to the ground. Something you've never seen your axe do before. Okay. I would have more to say, but I also slightly zoned out because I wanted to see what bonus <laughs> actions I had when I was reading it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's right. the end of my turn. Alright, and then it is our, our so boy's Zug, turn again. because he is wizard, um, is going to cast mage armor because that's all I really have. Fair. So that is now all of my spell slots. <laughs> Low level, level <laughs> suck as a wizard, man. Yes, yes it does. That's why I know, such a good I saw a big bad levels. guy, I'm like, he needs damage now. <laughs> Alright, and that is your turn? Uh, yeah. Alright, it is now Callie's turn once again. Okay. And now we have two goons that are awake but prone still. Correct. Um. Okay. Uh. Can, so you, I'm trying to figure out where everyone is. So the, can you tell me the spacing of where the leader is, um, compared to like, where you put the kid down, like where we are? All right. So, if you're going by where y'all are, both uh, you and Zug are probably would be where the uh, the doorway would be, a large line with the doorway, roughly. Um, Probably within uh, how yeah, far does Zug move? Feet. Within 15 feet, right? Uh, so he's within 15 feet of the leader, uh, who is directly in front of him at the altar. Uh, you'd probably be off to either the left or the right, maybe 10 feet behind him. And a Yulby is right up in his face, but off to the left, because he had to take the child off. Mm -hmm. And then the other two are right next to the altar. Yeah, they're like on the other side, on either side of the altar, that that aren't showing. Okay, beautiful. I was just trying to make sure I knew where everyone was. Um, uh -huh. <laughs> I'm tempted to put them back to sleep, but I feel like. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I'm just going to follow in Zug's footsteps um, and approach to where I'm within 15 feet cone of... If I could get both of the goons, that'd be great. If I can't, just one of them. Um, it's a 15 foot cone. Alright. And uh, also cast Burning Hands. Ooh. Which is a dexterity save. These guys aren't the best at this. Um, 
I'm assuming a four does not. Nope. But a 17 does. one of those moments where I disagree with the with the D&D rolls because if you're prone you really should have disadvantage on dexterity saves. What are you gonna roll I think you do when you're prone, don't you? But I digress. I, I rolled them at disadvantage. Doesn't matter, I rolled it at disadvantage. Ah. Well <laughs> technically they can't move. you don't not moving anywhere. You have disadvantage on attack ah. rolls, but not dexterity saves. That doesn't make sense to me. Anyway, um that is let's see. It's nine damage for the one that failed, and it's half as much for the one that saved. Alright, well, the one that failed is dead. You crispy you crispy fried him. And the other one doesn't look too hot. He's smoking. <laughs> so we got a crispy fried cultist. KFC? Um, I would like to use a free action to talk to the one that's still awake or alive and just it'd be in your best interests to go ahead and surrender now as I like point my hands toward him to I would prepare another spell but I can't until my turn but you know I make it obvious I'm targeting him next he he doesn't doesn't reply is that Callie's turn. Yes. This uh, this cultist will uh, uh, cough a couple times, and uh, uh, smoke still coming off of him. And while he is laying on the ground, he is going to take a swing with his uh, sword at Callie. Determination. Okay. He's got. Does a nine hit? Uh, no, it does not. I have to ask. <laughs> so yeah, he missed with his his sword. Well, that's, she does still have that, shimmer, that fun shimmery shield from uh, Yobi as well. So mm-hmm. <laughs> she's just kind of shimmery and magical looking, and he's like, "Nah, I think I could hit her." <laughs> and. Uh... Back up to the top of the order with our uh, leader boy here. With you'll be now within uh, melee range. He's going to reach out and lay one hand on her and cast inflict wounds. Huh. Yes. How dare? How dare? <laughs> Does a fifteen hit? Nah, nerd. I got a shield up. <laughs> <laughs> all right and uh, he is going to uh, uh, recoil back a little bit because this thing kind of creates like a little spark as it touches and uh, he's going to cast sacred flame once again and this time it's going to be at Zug I need a deck, deck save from, from Zug, Zug. What do I gotta beat? <laughs> uh, well, I need to what I gotta beat because uh, before I tell you, uh, before I can finish and tell you what I actually got, uh, that is an eleven. So is, I'm gonna uh, use my um, was it arcane deflection? Yes, arcane deflection, and add a plus four to that. So no. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> you refuse. And that is the end of the fanatic's turn. It is now Yulby's once again. Okay. Uh, does a 12 hit? No. I would like to use my lucky coin to re-roll. Do it. That'll be a 16. That hits. Connects. That's going to be... 9 damage. Alright, go ahead and roll your uh, d4 damage. 
That's going to be a three. Three. Oh, so uh, as you connect this time, uh, the axe kind of like pushes into him. And uh, it kind of like going to be a little bit, not not super graphic, but a little bit here. Kind of like cleaves into him a little bit and sticks as he slams into the ground with this uh, this like thunderous uh, thud that comes from this, this thunderous burst of magic that comes from the axe. It kind of shoves him to the ground and uh, he's now dead. Well, I wasn't expecting the magic. Otherwise, I would have been like, I probably should have specified that was non-lethal. <laughs> Might want to question the dude, but there's magic involved. I'm like, oh, he probably did. <laughs> You'll that, be like, is that it? Uh, yeah, she'll pull her axe out and then like uses her shield arm and does the thing with her fingers to her eyes to the other guy <laughs> that's left. <laughs> That's it. And that's it. Mm-hmm. All right. <coughs> Next is Zug. Can Zug. I mean, I guess standard movement action. Zug can get within range for the remaining cultists, correct? For melee attack. Okay. So yes. he is going to do that yes. and uh, go ahead and double hand, you know, two hand swing his uh, quarter staff. So that right. be that be quarter staff. A twenty-one. <laughs> that definitely. I, I definitely do. You know, as we said, the non-lethal because uh, we need to question somebody here. So that right. is. Oh, max damage on the D eight. Uh, <laughs> so that's nice. eleven damage for this quarter staff. <laughs> He's asleep. He's asleep. Conk? <laughs> <laughs> and your combat is now over. You just got bonked by a so, melee wizard. Combat is over. <laughs> <laughs> combat over, the, the room seems to settle down a little bit. And uh, as you're assessing damages and uh, taking stock of what actually happened in the room, uh, you'll notice that there is um, uh, the the child Faith. She looks like she's uh, in some kind of trance, laying on the floor there. She still hasn't moved. Uh, your uh, your unconscious uh, cultist is he 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 looks like he just went ten rounds with Mike Tyson. And uh, you have the two dead cultists. As well as the altar, and a uh, what looks like a small chest in the back of the room. Um, so I think, s- at the risk of being as cliche as possible, um, I would like to start investigating these bodies. I want to see what these cultists were carrying on them to see if I can get any clues about uh, what the like- heck is happening. I know looting the bodies. Yeah, uh- is- thing but that's so that not was that was that was here. plan one uh plan two would be zug would go check out the uh chest when he sees uh Callie is already going for the uh, cultist information all right uh and i think you'll be will like stop and look at her axe for a minute be like what the heck like flip it over in her hands all right, this is this is a good this is a good spot to do this. So as you're looking at it, I need you to roll me a uh, go ahead, and give me an Arcana check. Because <laughs> she's good at that. <laughs> <laughs> How is that the skill she's good at? <laughs> that will be a negative one. A negative one. <laughs> I rolled a that one. <laughs> You don't see anything amiss. <laughs> what did you say her axe did the first time? It, it created like this thunderous force as it connected. Ah. Okay. Okay, what am I rolling to check out you'll, these bodies? You'll be bust. All right, well, 
at the uh, at the set of all of what y'all are doing, this is where we're ending. We will check all that other stuff next time because I saw the time okay. and we're a little bit over. All right. All right. <laughs> oh man. Hello, everyone. Thanks once again for tuning into Faith Rest. In the description of the episode, there will be a link for our Discord and uh, credit to any and all music used in the episode. Once again, we thank you for tuning in and we're hoping you're enjoying yourself. Stay tuned for more adventures in the world of Terra. And this is Tex, your DM, signing off.